I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to Burp Yeah! Hi, guys. What up, what up, what up? We're so excited to be back with you, we think. <laughs> yeah. How am I not myself? How am I not a cop? <laughs> so, uh, we have, I would say, a lot to catch up on, but it's not about races so much as it is about regular life stuff. And feelings. And feelings. Feelings in our brains and our hearts. Be- before we touch our, our hearts and your heart, we want to do our normal housekeeping, which is to say welcome to our new Patreons. Y'all are troopers for yeah. sign up for Patreon, so Levi Marriott, Woo-hoo. welcome aboard, you ding-dong. <laughs> Maggie Selander. Thank you, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Um, and not that we have favorites, but my favorite is <laughs> uh, brought to you by Chris Larson, who Patreon sends us an email when somebody send, signs up for Patreon. So to get an uh, email titled, Welcome to Your Slowest, Sexiest Pace, <laughs> is so choice. Yes. I think that carried me through that whole day. Yeah, it really tingled our, wibbled our mibbles and tingled our pringles. Also, I want a whole episode titled Slowest, Sexiest Pace, I even though that it. could be the name of this whole show. I feel like the time there's a couple times we've done our slowest, sexiest pace. I think one of those was... When we did Ginger Miss in the middle of the night in the rain <laughs> on Morse Road. Yeah. Towards uh, Easton, I guess. Yep. And we danced to like jock jams yeah. and like slush. It like probably like 15 minute miles. Sashing. We were sashing yeah. 15 yeah. minute miles. It was great. I think the other slow- slowest, sexiest pace was when we did Mohican 50 and we were just like, I don't know. Pickles? Popsicles? Oh, yeah. That was good. We just walked a lot of it. Other slowest, sexiest pace. Like, I'm sure there's got to be a portion of 100 in there. I mean, I feel like when Troy Allen was pacing us oh, in fishnets. Wow. I mean, that, that was, was as sexy as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Although that wasn't us necessarily. That was maybe Troy's slowest, sexiest well, pace. Well, you did have your pants down. That wasn't sexy, but you it was make necessary. it that way. It was necessary. I mean... Part of the shell to me, I didn't have pants on. That also didn't feel very sexy. <laughs> I think maybe a slow, sexy time that I had was when I took my pants off and put my hat in my vagina to stop my... Oh, I that keep, was sexy. I feel like I keep having new friends <laughs> touch base with us about being like, hey, so your podcast, it's for all athletes, right? Not just ones with vaginas. And I'm like, yeah, we might say it a few times. Although <laughs> it occurs to me, there's plenty of podcasts that are for individuals without vulvas Mm -hmm. and vaginas so this one is for you vulva vagina owner yeah yeah (laughs) and all and all fans of people Mm -hmm. owning vulvas and vaginas Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. welcome aboard i think that covers most people i think it does too yeah so welcome new patrons and the slowest sexiest pace idea because i'm gonna carry that forever yeah i really loved that too thank you (laughs) my my notes for today are incredibly dark um, my, my subtopics for today are depression, COVID, isolation, and snow. <laughs> oh, lovely. Mine is COVID, post-pandemic, body changes. Oh, wow. Okay. We're, are, on, we're on the same page. Are you bitches ready to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I will say, you know, uh, I flip-flopped about this a little bit and I thought, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give the birth barf, birth barfers, uh, my my tough face and just talk about the upcoming race season but i thought something that has really made our podcast valuable to our friends and the running community and the adventure racing community is extreme honesty Mm -hmm. and i feel like 
we really like connect with people when we tell the ugliest and prettiest truths. And really the ugly truth for me is like, I got kicked in the vulva by depression in these last few months. And it's the first time that this has happened to me as an adult. And I know uh, I have a lot of friends who have been through depression, family members, and not that in working in mental health, I have always had empathy uh, for people with mental illness. But it's, I feel like in this scenario, it's very much like when you get your first migraine and you're like, oh my God, I get it. Please go home and do whatever you yeah. need to do. To How take, do people live with this? How do people live with this? Please do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. This is debilitating. And I feel the same way about getting kicked in the face by depression. I feel like, oh yeah, no, you should never underestimate how all-encompassing and difficult it can make your life to have depression and how it can just touch everything you do. Your work, your relationships, your romantic relationships, your your activities, the things that like normally bring you joy. And you're on like month five, four yeah, or five. Yeah, I really am. I really am. And it's funny because Annie and I were just talking about how Annie had some low points during COVID, right? Yeah. And I mean, was feeling a lot of COVID. blue. Yeah. And like was more isolated than most folks that I know. Yeah. And that had a big impact on you as it would anybody. Yeah. And for me, I ended up feeling pretty high through COVID because I found, I mean, not really. I really wanted to be around people, but sure. I found a lot of novelty in learning banjo and drawing and knitting and yogaing your tits off yeah Yeah. yoga every single day for 400 days i did a run streak for 450 days i just found a lot of novelty and that really wore off (laughs) recently (laughs) you know and i wonder too like and i don't think what i experienced during like height of covid compares to what you're going through now because it's like i feel like i got maybe like kicked mildly Mm -hmm. like over and over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like someone keeps like drop kicking you as hard yeah. as they can yeah. like on and off every day yeah um but at the same time like I I wonder if some of this isn't like unraveling or processing the impact of COVID oh I absolutely believe that uh I I know that we're not going to have good data on mental health impacts of COVID for a while, even though we have some preliminary data. I don't think it could possibly encompass the complex impact that it's had on people feeling isolated, not having the social skills that they used to, not understanding what they like or what they like to do anymore. I mean, it really has fundamentally changed me. Yeah, and I think this all ties into not that we don't have to put a bow on anything mm-hmm. we're not going to no. but like the how connected we are to being athletes and doing adventures in the outdoors like emotional and mental health are connected to those things so tightly mm-hmm. because it's like mm-hmm. okay what happened during covid like this is when you started your run streak this is when the skills that you utilize to like you know chase performance also helped mm-hmm. you maintain your mental health mm-hmm. that also was the first thing that went for me when I had some mental health challenges is that I felt like that's the thing that I have to give up. Like when everything goes well, that's when I can add these athletic components Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. goals onto myself. And for you, you put those things on to help you get to like full mental health. Yes. And I feel like what's helped me before is I had a baseline structure of resilience. And so when things were hard during COVID, my resilience that I probably cultivated a lot of through running, helped me get through that time. 
So I feel like currently the framework through which I've been seeing my situation has been through resilience and grace. I have always had a high level of resilience and a low level of grace for myself. And right now I feel like I have an impossibly low level of resilience. Like if you tell me you ate the last Pop-Tart, I might like sob for an hour. I did. I ate the last Pop-Tart. Fuck you. (laughs) And my grace level is very high. So this is totally unique for me. It's funny because I feel like (laughs) it's a bummer that depression is the way that I've come by this grace. I hate that that's what perpetuated my grace for myself, but I would say in eight, nine years of training, racing and running and biking, I have been like, you don't get to slow down. You don't need that. What you need is toughness and strength and resilience. Keep blasting through. You don't need grace. You don't need to be told like, you're going to be okay. So you've gotten really good at being harder and you haven't gotten good at being softer. Right. And so, but through depression, I have given myself softness and grace. I have said, Seems like there are other things that are important to your mind and body right now. Is it running? No. Well, cool. Then maybe it, the best thing that you're doing is laying in bed reading a book or watching TikTok for 47 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about my two-month window of not doing any physical activity and playing video games over yeah. COVID. It's like, you know what? I could really beat the shit out of myself for having... in quote-unquote indulged in that Mm -hmm. but when I look back all I keep thinking is that's what I needed yeah did it serve me did it serve you and yes the answer from you has been yes yeah and I think you know um thinking at like the after effects like my body is much different after COVID than it was before Mm -hmm. and rather than feeling like it needs to be a certain way to just lean into this is the body that got me through COVID Mm -hmm. this is these are the Mm -hmm. things that I these are the things that are me and these are the skills that I have and that's what I needed in order to survive. Yeah. Some of, in the same vein, I think some of the positive weird little breadcrumbs that have come to me as a result of depression is also like not really caring about the same kind of like body image issues that I've had in the past, which have been very severe for me, um, where I have obsessed about weight and what my body looks like and what it can do. And lately, I haven't had the bandwidth to care about that. So I got rid of my scale again for the millionth time. Uh, it's an ongoing battle with me and breaking glass scales. Uh, it's really cathartic. If you were thinking about it, do it. Um, <laughs> Safely, plan. Safely. No, I mean, do it. You're, you guys are grownups. Put a helmet on. You dummy. Um, for me, like that has been kind of not even just taking a back seat is just gone for me right now. And I'm hoping that that will stay as a residual once I get my shit together. Um, I don't, that's the wrong words. Once I find, oh, like maybe a, a solution between counseling and psychiatry that helped me come out of this, I'm hoping that part of the byproduct is like, I'll come out still like, oh yeah, I also still don't care. Let me ask, when you say you don't have the bandwidth to care about body image, do you mean because you're so depressed? Yeah. And I'm saying I hope that that part hangs okay, on after depression. Okay, like if that's a silver lives. lining, right? If yeah. you can just be like, oh, well, I was too tired to carry this thing. Maybe I won't pick it Maybe back I, up. Maybe exactly that. Okay, got it. Exa- thank you for reframing that because it's exactly what I mean. Cool. Yeah. So grace, softness, not caring about like perfection, which is something that I really clutch onto with white knuckles usually. Like run, I mean, run every day, constantly struggle to lose weight. 
those things are just not on my mind right now. I wake up and I ask myself, what feels the yummiest? Very mm-hmm. slow yoga with Adrian for 17 minutes or grind on the stair mill for an hour until your eyes bleed. Oh, I didn't know it, but today I just do actually want to go grind on the stair mill. Yeah. I'm just, it's been hard because in the past you and I have not done so much listening to our bodies as we are now. Because we were just like, oh, well, guess what needs to be done? 190 minutes of fart licks on the road. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, we do that no matter what happens in our lives. No matter if we have things before and after that, we haven't slept more than four hours. And maybe our bodies are telling us, oh, I've got a little niggle in my soleus. Yeah. Nope. I have to do this. Yeah. I have to. And I I feel like there are, there is still space for those kind of blocks of time Mm -hmm. like for the grindiness yeah for the for the grind and for the you know what would annie lang do kind of vibes (laughs) which is like go do the thing that's what she would do although that's changed a lot for me i know we mentioned this on the last episode but i feel like it's worth mentioning again because it's the thing that i like have kept at the core of me when amanda boley mentioned fire season after our last adventure race after having done a lot of adventure races amanda was kind of introduced us this concept of like well, now it's fire season. Like now I sit around a fire for the next several, <laughs> several months and I just recoup from everything that I've just done. Mm-hmm. And somehow what a healthy way to look at it. I know it. somehow <laughs> her framing it that way. Like people talk about off seasons, but I think when saying off season, it feels like the whole point of it is to not be doing the activity that you want to do versus fire season to me implies like now is when the now when I do the, a thing that I really like to yes, do. Yes, this is when the juicy, th- you get to do this juicy thing. Like, this mm-hmm. is the time to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's been, I think it's similar to an idea that you were introduced to at a recent, like, moonlight meditation. Yeah, yeah which is, like, winter is not a time for you to, like, bemoan the fact that you can't go outside or that there's not enough sunlight or that, oh, boy, here comes seasonal affective disorder. It's like, oh, no, this is the time that, like, you take all your nuts and your berries and your pine cones and you go to your cave and you're like, look at all the little cornucopia things that I gathered and mm, I'm just going to sit in here and just love them and restore myself and eat and be chill and watch the snowfall and I'm just going to sit and be contemplative. And I'm not deeply into into astrology, but on the astrological calendar, our meditation coach has said things like, you know, that, you know, in the spring you plant, in the summer you grind and you farm, and in the fall you reap the benefits, and in the winter you eat the fucking food. You go to a cave <laughs> and you eat all the food. So, like, it's not just you. You're not, it's not just you who's like, why do I feel like just eating ice cream under a blanket? This is the ebb and flow of the seasons telling you, and now's the time to actually do that. Like the the season is telling me to do that. And I can be excited for spring to plant seeds and then, you know, in the very heat of summer, go farm as hard as I can. Farming for me just means going to the dam at like midday. I love that (laughs) shit. But right now it's not dam time. It's eat your berries and your pine cones. (laughs) I know for me, I've, I felt like I feel like every sentence I'm saying this podcast starts with I feel like but I guess we said it was gonna yeah, be about feelings, feelings so here podcast. we go um during the time of COVID <laughs> of the time of COVID yes. um it felt like all of that time not doing anything should have felt restorative in and of mm. itself Mm-mm. no Mm-mm, not at all and I think at the beginning of kind of like 
we're not past COVID. Let's not be ridiculous. But like after kind of the initial like year and a half, nearly two years, I felt like I should be all rested up and now Mm -mm. it was go time. Mm -mm. And I think giving me, giving myself this additional period of grace to be like, do I, do I want to go run every day? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Do I want to go to an introduction to pole dancing class? (laughs) Yes. Like, does it sound fun? Yes. Do I want to go do that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you know? And because I've given myself this actual healing period, like being inactive and unmotivated during COVID was not rest. Yeah. It's like saying, didn't you feel rejuvenated while you were doing yoga while the Titanic was going down? No, yeah. the Titanic was going down. The Titanic down. was going down. No, I was not I'm not enjoying mindfulness meditation or the buffet. I was fucking freaking out. Yeah. Being inactive during COVID quarantine was not restful. It was not. No. I think I was just a whirling dervish to be like, look over here. Look over here. Shiny, 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 shiny. And then afterwards, it was like when I finally settled down a little bit, I was like, oh, I have compartmentalized the distress that COVID gave me by just doing everything all the time as much as possible, just staying as mentally and physically busy as possible. You know what occurs to me? Hmm. As much as my inactivity was not restful, your activity was not productive. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But neither one of us regret what we did. No. It was like what we had to do to survive. For sure. So we didn't get any good goodies from it, but at least we made it through it. Yeah. I don't regret running every day and you don't run, regret eating Cheez-Its and playing Don't Die Together. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, yours sounds a lot more fun. I gotta it was Don't Starve Together. Don't oh. be ridiculous. <laughs> don't Die what Together. Do I, what do I know? I've been calling it that this whole time. I actually like that better. Don't Die Together. Um, <laughs> oh, That's actually the name of our, our whole COVID theme. Don't Die Together. Yeah. I, uh, I ended up with COVID after feeling like for sure I was Wolverine and not, I broke through. not <laughs> capable of getting it. I got it from Annie and that's fine. It's a, it's a, I've always been a pioneer. I'll never apologize for that. <laughs> that's how we show our love to one another. But I was already down from depression and then I got COVID and Boy. it hit me really hard and then came snowpocalypse, uh, snowstorm Landon, which, which oh, big, hello Landon Proctor. Thanks for <laughs> snowing me. on us Thanks for snowing on us. Um, it's remarkable to me. I just have to point out that snowpocalypse, the day and a half, not even two days that we were locked down because of snow. I don't know how it could have felt so impactful mm-hmm. when we've been locked down for two years, but it felt like the longest day and a half that's ever dated and a half. Yeah, it was. I don't know why, but the, the it was just the compounding of of too many things for me, one after the other. And I just got a little bit like, yeah, I lost my shit a little bit. So now I'm making my slow re-entry where I'm so glad that I waited for running to feel good and interesting again because the juiciness of running when your body is desperate to run, that that's just, it's so hard to rival that. I, I mean, no one likes to be on a treadmill. I did fart licks on the treadmill the other day and I ran so hard, I, I must have been like, Red as a tomato with sweat flying everywhere. And I just kept thinking, like, I'll make it to 30 minutes. And when I made it to an hour, I was like, more. <laughs> Give me more. Also, I was watching great TV. but Because you know what's after fi- fire season? What? 
tit grinding. I was gonna season. say grindy tits. Yeah, grind your tits off yep. season. That's yep. where we are now. Mm-hmm. We were in the shoulder season just a few weeks ago, but now we are solidly in grind. Oh yes, grind your tits off season. Yes, shoulder. You know the ed- the edges of the. I got. Season. It. I was like, yeah. where are the shoulders? What's wrong with in? our shoulders? What's coming? I was like, have you been lifting shoulders this whole time? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Have you really? Yeah, because I have terrible mobility from working a desk oh. job. Hmm. They hurt all the time unless I hmm. lift. <laughs> Mine hurt all the time. Mine hurt all the time because I have overextended them playing Oculus, which is my o- only other coping skill Oculus, right now. Oculus, you're my only friend. I mean, kind of true. Kind of true. I won't say more about Oculus because I think it might affect my ability to be employed. Oh, I d- do want to point out, uh, this is the first time I've been motivated to train crazy hard. Since nine rouge gain before that, yeah. So, two a minimum of two years, a minimum of two years, yeah. Like doing the stair mill most days of the week, like that's not that's that's the thing that I do to be like doing the high. I know I did it every day this week and I feel really good, yeah. Mm. I was feeling a little bit not impostery, but like, uh, we've met a lot of new friends lately at Granville Run Club. And have been enjoying it. But a lot of people are like, oh, you guys are the ultra runners. And I want to be like, well, many years ago. We <laughs> when were, I was a younger lady, maybe. We were different people back then. <laughs> uh, but it does provide me with great perspective. Because I remember going to one of my first rocks and roots trail runs and seeing two women in their mid-40s, 50s, who, quote, used to be ultra runners and had come just to do like a three to five, you know, three to five miles on the trail. And I remember feeling this is pious and dumb, but I have to share it with you because I've learned something. I thought like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like, oh, you know what? Good for you for like doing a little bit because mm-hmm. that's all you can do. And then I thought those ladies might have been just like having some downtime before they like pull it in a full, like full throttle. Yeah. Or like persistence hunted a bison and then ate it with their bare hands <laughs> Persistence yeah. hunted nice nice one there <laughs> but yeah i mean i don't think it's out of the question that i'll do something long and ridiculous again in my life so when i when i go to have that feeling like oh well yeah that's what i used to be and i don't think i'll ever be that again i'm like oh here's where grace comes in and this is like the one jewel that depression has afforded me i'm like yeah and i i don't have to like apologize or say that's not who i am i can be like yeah that I did that and I probably will again. And yes, I do have wisdom to provide for you regarding these matters. And it doesn't mean that that just all goes away now because it's not what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I also am just embracing the idea of being a paradox at all times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the exact opposite of things embodied at all, all periods of time. Like, Mm. um, I I don't know, like being the most carefree non-structured person and also being like I am also a person that has accomplished these big things like I say I spent two years not doing anything over COVID I got the 341 mile shelter we trace trail FKT during that time it so still like, feels like so nothing, this was huh? a period of time where I what I I did not feel in my belly what I'm used to feeling in my belly just just a record winning through hike <laughs> You're such an idiot. Sometimes you forget about your awesomeness. You can't be in my brain. You're not the boss of me. (laughs) The other gem that I'm taking away from getting kicked in the face by depression is the concept that do the whole concept of do what you can. 
And this has been serving me as a person with current mental health issues, but also kind of informs, hmm, we talk about this a lot in, in disability studies. Like, just because you can't dot, dot, dot doesn't mean you can't do all of this or try all of this or try it a new way. Like, adapting things and providing, like, providing adaptive ways to get things done is, like, really important to the way I see the world now as, as someone who works in disabilities. Give me an example. Yeah. So, uh, for me personally, the way that, like, that adaptability would happen, it would be, like, do what you can okay, well, depression has really sucked all the wind out of me and I'm too exhausted. So I went to the gym for nine minutes. That's what I could do today because my mental health is not letting me. But like in the same way that's like, okay, well, we, oh, well, you couldn't play the sport. Well, now we made sure it was on even ground so wheelchairs could do it. Or now we built a ramp so that wheelchairs could get into that building. Yeah. Now, now we did it so that there are guides available for runners who are blind. Like the, whatever like do do it as much as you want but do do what you can for like and if maybe that grows or changes or evolves or improves maybe it doesn't maybe it gets smaller that's totally cool too that's just what human bodies are like sometimes they don't always get better and better and better sometimes little things will end up closing doors for you. And that shouldn't mean that you're not an athlete anymore or that you don't like to do those things or that you should close that door. Like maybe you do what you can and you still say, mm, I still love this. You know what this makes me think of? Mm. It makes me think of a conversation I've had mm, several times about like the trajectory of our lives and how there's like an expectation, at least growing up in the Midwest, to me, there is an expectation of like, you graduate high school, and then you go to college or you do a trade school, and then you start dating somebody, and then you move in together, and then you get married, and then you have kids, and then you've done it. You've mm -hmm. done it, and that's where you that's where you stay. Mm -hmm. You've reached the peak of being a person, mm -hmm. and then you stay there forever, and if at any point you change from that, you're not reaching your highest potential mm. or whatever you're you're reversing the fact that you reached your highest you potential. are going you are going backwards so like to have done a hundred miler to have done these really hard things and to it's like well no that's not a plateau that you you stay on for the rest mm -hmm. of your life nor should you want to mm -hmm. there are no tiers of accomplishment mm -hmm. that make you better or less than anything else mm -hmm. We were at that plateau of doing 100 milers all the time, just as an example. There is no end point. We no. get to continue to evolve and ebb and flow and mm -hmm. follow the things that interest us mm -hmm. and stop following the things that don't. Yeah, that there are modes to achievement and modes to happiness and pathways to like your own successes and defining your own successes um, and just knowing that like, maybe sometimes you get to the end of the trail and you're like, Oh, I'm completely done with this. Thank you. I'm going to go to a different one now. Uh, I do feel like there is an American sense of like com completion, completism. Yes. Nice. And I do feel like <laughs> we have, I have felt like as someone who does endurance racing, that com that whole concept of completism is like, can really get under your skin. Uh, where you're like, I have to do it till it's done. That's like the whole theme of the 100 miler. Like, doesn't matter if you shat your pants or your eyes are bleeding and you lost a leg, you're gonna fucking finish it. I feel like 
in some ways that's the same way that the American ideals have been like these check boxes of like rise up the ranks in your job, get married, have children, have a house, get a bigger house, get a bigger house, get a bigger house. At the expense of everything. Yes. Yes. Which, and I've, again, buying and owning a giant house and finishing and going for a hundred miler. Like, yes, if that's what you actually want and not what you feel like you should want, Mm-hmm. do it yeah boy now is a great time in my life to realize that abandoning projects doesn't make you a bad person maybe you needed to abandon something to go find what makes you happy and i know in the past i've been really sensitive about people being like oh well what is lauren into now well whatever's fucking making me the most happy now are you still doing the same thing that you've always done are you achieving your happiness and your passion? Are you meeting new people, discovering how to do new things? Just, You're great at quitting things. Thank you. I, I and I and mean I don't. That. I, I know I don't. I yeah. don't take that harshly. I admire that a lot about you. There's there's lots of things that I picked up and just kept holding on to and didn't set down mm-hmm. because I just felt like, well, this is the thing I said I was gonna do, so I'm just gonna hold on to it forever. Mm-hmm. I used to think that my professional achievements would be like uh would be in an upwards trajectory if I was on every board I could possibly be on yeah and so five years ago I was on every board I was like oh you guys looking for new board members and so I just did the shit out of that and then I realized that ADHD is not great for being on a very formal like parliament style board you're like we gotta we gotta say what oh no I don't think I want to do that (laughs) I'm gonna lean back into the paradox thing so again talking about like yeah, if you don't want to finish that thing, don't do it. Like while we're training to do like a 10 hour, two 10 hour row gains next weekend, mm-hmm. we're saying like, yeah, we were on these boards and then we had to stop because we, it wasn't a good fit or it wasn't giving me what I needed in this moment while having done a call earlier today to be guest speakers at a women's retreat weekend. Like we get to be all these things. So, you know, I, because for you, dear listener, thinking out there, I, we get to be the people who finish things and also the people that don't want to finish everything at the same time. Yeah. I feel totally good about that. Yeah. I feel like this is a lot like therapy and that sometimes I say things on this podcast where I'm like, didn't know I believe that until I just spat <laughs> oh, it out. Oh, let's hear it. Ooh, no, that we just did. Oh, oh got it. Got it. <laughs> You're like, Oh, a lesson. I was like, yeah, we just learned one. It came from you. You dummy. <laughs> uh, I am excited to race again next weekend we are Fuck yes going to the winter wildcat put on in west virginia by the latanzies like the latanzies thank you very much mm-hmm. brain um i'm super looking forward to it looking forwarding to it i'm forwarding my looks to it you're forwarding all your I'm mail forwarding all my looks to it uh <laughs> i did the orienteering cincinnati event uh last weekend and golly I've said it how many freaking times on this podcast. I love orienteering Cincinnati's orienteering yeah. events so yeah. much. They're so much. They're pretty They're great. so challenging. They're so well put on. They're so well organized. I just, I, I love it so much. So I did that and just like being refreshed about how much orienteering fulfills me and Mm -hmm. challenges my body and makes my brain hurt. (laughs) I cannot wait to go next weekend. So 
Birth Bar Racing has a group uh, that'll be there on Saturday, and then I'll be there Sunday as well to do the second day of 10 hours of Rogaine. I'll do that solo. And I can't, oh man, I just, I, You're such I can't a glutton wait. for pain. I am. Also, One day, a whole 10 hour day of, of Rogaining is also, not, not enough. I'll tell you a secret. Tell I a like secret. to one up people. So you guys doing one day. If I do the second day, it doesn't matter how well I do the second day. I did more. Oh yeah, no, I'm fully aware that that's true. I I I feel pretty good about about that. I don't really need that. I know you don't myself. give a shit. I'm no, one upping no one. It's just me to myself going mm-hmm. like, "You're great." I think there are ways that I can express that though, where I'm like, "I'm gonna go do the jumps on this 30 hour course on this mountain bike course because they feel good, and I'm just gonna do them as hard and as fast as I can because I can." So I have moments of extra extra oh, yes, you ship. Do extra ship here and there i'm sorry how many things have we worn costumes to you yeah i know you feel yeah. this too also like running basically an underwear and a sports bra through the night at our first nationals because i just felt like doing oh, it yeah. that was the most extra i've been in a long time <laughs> i was like give me all the backpacks and i'm gonna run no you took the backpacks but i ran like seven minute miles uphill i think that's total hyperbole give me the good lighting <laughs> i really there are times, yeah, that I really want to go balls to walls. I can't wait to do that again. I hope that whatever this is is going to solve itself with, well, <laughs> solve itself by paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for mental health care. <laughs> solve itself, quotation marks. Yes, that's what you mean. Solve itself by devoting time, energy, and resources to resolving it. I would also like to say that, God... This is this is a hard one. I have been trying to get in touch with a uh, like mental health providers for weeks, more than 4 weeks to try to get some, to see someone and I have really struggled. We are currently very much in like a mental health provider crisis. People aren't able to see people for like 4 more months. So I just want to say, hang on. Please, please, please hang on. For yourself and for everybody who loves you, I love you and I care about you. Yeah. Yeah. And use your, uh, make sure you're telling the people around you so they can help take care of you. It's like yeah. inside out. Crying yeah. lets people know that they, that you need help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, well, I have also gotten to a little bit of a place where I feel like I've worn out my welcome on people with my depression. And so I don't want people to ask me anymore how I am. But I really got to say the thing that I'm like, I'm not proud of, I'm not like exceptionally proud of myself for going to grind on a stair mill every morning this week. I'm proud of myself that after 15 calls to mental health providers in Ohio, I didn't just say, okay, I'm going to go to bed for the next week and cry and do nothing at all other than let the depression cat from bed from big mouth consume me i'm going to keep calling people so lauren you just want to lay in bed <laughs> you just want to eat cheetos with me and sit in a warm blanket but i fucking do though but i'm saying my my big accomplishment for this week is that i didn't give up on that and if you need help not giving up on that, I am legitimately here for you. Sadly, I'm back on Facebook. So if you need to DM me there 
or find me through any of the birth barf accounts. I'm usually looking at those at least daily because, you know, I have ADHD and I can't focus on my job. <laughs> but yeah, I'm legitimately here for you. Okay. Okay. Until next time. We are Burf Barf! Barf.